Welcome to Theater Therapy, a podcast for movie lovers who treat going to the movie theater like a therapy session. With co-hosts Allie and Ems, we geek out and deep dive into all things movies, including top picks, movie reviews, best soundtracks, our current hyperfixations, and more. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy today's session. Welcome to this week's episode of Theater Therapy. Um, we decided to do a little kind of deep dive into one of our all-time favorites of all... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what I was Our say. all-time favorites of, of all... I'm of tired, okay? It is late at night, okay? We don't usually film at night. It's been a That's long true. day. Back to We're the- going into Dirty Dancing tonight, so let's get into it it's quickly become one of our all-time favorites yeah i had we had never seen it until last year and i watched it first absolutely obsessed did you only watch it, it once before i watched it with you yeah okay. i watched it once i like loved it so much i almost started it over that same night but it was already like late at night so i was like oh wait and then i started telling you about it like literally the next day mm-hmm. that i and what's funny is that morning. if somebody i'm weird if somebody like passionately wants me to watch a movie and they're like like certain that i'm gonna love it i almost makes me want to not watch it because i'm really stubborn and i don't want them to be right mm-hmm. but i was like she didn't sell it too hard so i was like okay yeah i'll watch it whatever and i went in like but it did take you a week it took you a week from when i watched did it, it to get you to watch it i don't remember me. that because i watched it on like a friday night or a saturday night and we didn't watch it till the next weekend I yeah and it was like the that. next friday and i had like mentioned it to you said it's right up your alley great music there's dancing mm-hmm. it's very mm-hmm. fun the main guy is very sexy you know yeah and i think i had started playing the music around like the house oh too. yeah 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 you did a little bit but i didn't really say much else other than you got to watch it sometime mm-hmm. and you should watch it with me <laughs> and then it was like the next friday you just came home from work and you're like all right let's watch this movie and i was like yeah really i, I thought it'd be played months. the music yeah that, like it got me more in the mood because i like got like the vibe of it a little yeah. bit more you know what i mean because like i had no idea what it was about either i know it, was just, it, just one of those, it wasn't like we had avoided it on purpose it's just like we hadn't ever watched, watched it. it yeah because once we reached the age that we would have been allowed to watch it you know as like teenagers i just and it was not one that i hadn't like gotten to watch yeah and so yeah but then i just was decided i think i just i forgot about that that you watched it like a whole week before i even watched yeah. it and i was surprised it took you that short of time to like agree yeah. to watch it honestly same i'm pretty stubborn so you normally will like bite me tooth and nail i mean it took me like years to get you to watch a marvel movie i know because i hate for people to be right, <laughs> be right about it and this was another case of that we watched it and that first time i watched it i was like oh crap this movie's really good yeah well and then that kicked off us watching it we watched it friday night friday night right I think it was a Friday or... I'm I think it was sure Friday. I from work and it was like... I think it was Friday we watched it because yeah. then I swear Saturday we watched it in the morning. Oh, yeah. We played the music like all day. We oh, watched nice. it Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday I woke up and I turned it on again while I was getting ready. And... I think we... Did we watch it again Sunday afternoon? I We, we literally have. watched it like... We pretty much had it on almost every single day and... At least twice, I swear. Either you would like watch it to fall asleep at night, I think. Well, yeah. After a, a couple point. weeks. And then we'd pretty much every night that you would come... Like that we'd get home from work. We'd turn the music we would on. turn the music on. Or the and, movie. Or the movie while we were like cooking and eating mm-hmm. dinner. Because it got we didn't, to the like, point... finish it each time. Where I literally could tell you which song was at which point in the movie and I could see it because yeah. I watched it so many times. Well, and I, the music soundtrack in its entirety, every single song was on my top, 
like songs of yeah. the year from Spotify because I have you listen to the them album much. still <clears throat> saved in my library on Spotify. It's one of the ones yeah. I'll go to if sometimes if I want to listen to like I listen to it all the time because it's so good. It's they're amazing. That songs. soundtrack is just perfect. Yes, and anyways, and I, literally when we were watching that weekend too, we were like, I was just obsessed instantly. Oh yeah, I mean. Already, you were skipping back, being like, "Look at this! Look at this! Yeah. Look at this!" And I think we've seen like the dance hard. scene itself probably even more than we've seen the actual oh, yeah. movie because we just kept skipping back and I like loved certain him. segments of it we'd skip back to even more. I'm like, obsessed. The part where Patrick Swayze's coming down the line and he's doing oh like gosh. his little thing and oh, I literally love that man. I love him so much. That movie, I have the biggest crush on him. He's so hot in that movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Allie today decided to find some fun facts. Well, because we knew we wanted to do a deep dive, and I was like, you know what? I already know a couple random fun facts from it from our previous mm-hmm. obsession. But I made like this whole eight page eight. Okay, it's like seven and a half page it off. packet. Well, because last week I used my laptop. I know I'm a grandma. No, really though, my laptop's the one that's recording. Oh. <laughs> But, yeah, so it's old school because, you know, old school movie. Well, let's see what you got. I told okay. her, I'm like, I might know some of these. She goes, I'm going to be so upset if I say them and you know all of them. I'm like, well, I might. Emily is really good at just, like, learning all these random facts about I movies. I absorb knowledge about movies like a sponge. So I first wrote down just, like, the director and the writer's name so that I would remember Oh, I them. don't think I know those, actually, off the top of my the head. The director was Emile Ardano. I'm terrible at pronouncing names, okay? You pronounce it. Ardenlino, probably. Yeah, Ardenlino. There's a lot of... Ardenlino? Yeah, writer by Eleanor Bergstein. Yeah. Yeah. And they were both most well-known for Dirty Dancing. They each had, like, a couple other projects under their names that said that they were known for those as well. Were they on them together, usually? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. And I didn't recognize the names of the other ones, but... Anyways, so, it was released 35 years ago on August 21st. So, very recently. We just missed the the anniversary. In 1987. And this is something I didn't realize, and this is why I brought up indie stuff to you earlier. It was actually an indie film. It makes sense. I didn't realize it was. Anyways, but it was, the script was turned on 43 times before. 43? But finally, a studio called Vestron was like, we'll make the movie. Interesting. So, I mean, it makes sense. It was kind of a an interesting storyline to be picked up for the time period that it's in. Because, I mean, uh-huh. politics are very different. Movie industry was very different than it is now. So, it's not surprising that a script like that would be turned down. I yeah. mean, kind of makes sense. But, yeah. So, it was turned down a ton before it was actually picked up. And then, once it was picked up and they were, like, filming and stuff, they almost changed the name to I Was a Teenage Mambo Queen. <laughs> Don't drink while I'm telling you things. You can't you can't spit out that on the microphone. I didn't almost <laughs> almost on your feet, but yeah. I was almost a what? I was a teenage mambo queen. <laughs> <laughs> and you wanna know why? They also instead of just calling it dirty dancing while they were filming, they called it dancing film productions so that the resort they were filming at didn't think it was a different type of dirty dance. <laughs> And that was also why they almost changed the name, t- because people were like, Dirty Dancing, this sounds like some, you know, mm-hmm. you know. Well, no, one of the interviews I watched, I don't know exactly what Patrick Swayze said, but I watched an interview because he was a dancer 
before the movie, right? Yeah. Jennifer Grey he, wasn't. Like, grew up dancing, yeah. And so since he was already a, a pretty much, I don't know if he was termed as a professional dancer, but he was a very well-trained dancer. Mm-hmm. And I watched an interview with him. This is a while ago. It's been a year since I've seen it. But he mentioned that, like, the term dirty dancing, the type of dancing they use in the movie, did have some problems. Because, I mean. Yeah. He, and I can't remember what he said exactly, but he mentioned something about, like, why they called it dirty dancing, like, just the type of it. It was really funny, because he was like, I mean, not that it's necessarily dirty or whatever, but, like, it for that time period, it very much, very much was. was. It's very, like, yeah. different. It's very sexy compared to, like, straight ballroom. Like, straight uh-huh. ballroom is very different. Anyways, isn't that funny, though? It just would I not was, have hit I the I was same. a teenage mambo queen. Yeah. <laughs> that is golden it definitely would not be popular under that name i don't think i don't think so either but yeah and i had told you that the writer eleanor uh bergens bergstein whatever she wrote it based off of her life sort of she like, oh, took yeah. inspiration from her life she had met like a dancer instructor before and she you know might have done some dirty dancing in she her dance day instructors are hot though, things so. like that so a lot of it's kind of inspired by her life which i thought was cool anyways so then after they like finished producing it and how like their a first official cut of the movie a lot of the producers were like this is a flop this is not making really? it like they all didn't like it or pretty <coughs> much had no faith in it and yeah so one of the producers aaron ross actually told them to burn the negative and take the insurance because he's like this is a crap movie <laughs> and everyone kept saying how like much of a piece of junk it was so what, how did they turn it around to what it is now they just went with it i don't know if they changed a ton of like their rough do cut. they reshoot it doesn't say that they did any reshoots or anything like that they just cut it together the way it ended up and just hope for the best yeah and then so that was like after that was the initial cut of the movie that the producers had little faith and then they also showed it to like the vestron executive so the mm-hmm. studio that was producing it and they were sure it was going to be a flop. And they showed it to oh, a wow. small group of people, you know, kind of did, like, some test shows, I guess. Well, yeah. And 39% of the people didn't even, like, gather from the movie that the abortion was part of the subplot. Like, they didn't gather that. Because they actually never even say abortion. They don't. In the movie. I mean, actually, to be fair, I think the first time I watched it, I wasn't paying attention to that, to be completely honest. I mean, because it is a subplot. Like, I, I think I understood what was going on, but, like, it wasn't the forefront of my mind where I was like, oh, my gosh, she's having an abortion. I was just like, oh, like, she needs to have, like, she's going to go to the doctor. Baby's going to step in for her while she's yeah. not there. Pretty much was, like, in simple terms. Yeah, I kind of I don't think in my mind I was like, yeah, I guess I don't think I was thinking about it. But I, so, I mean, I guess I can see why some people would be like, wait, yeah. what? Well, see, me watching the first time, I was like. This movie's like has an abortion in it. Like, wow, yeah. I've never because I wasn't a movie. expecting it to be honest. Yeah, I mean, a movie filmed in the eighties, set in the sixties, have an abortion in it is yeah, really unprecedented. Very different. But anyways, they yeah, most people who watched it didn't, or I guess that's not most, but thirty nine percent of them didn't notice. The producers actually like they try to start securing a corporate sponsor sponsorship to help like with the movie Mm -hmm. and they're like you gotta take the abortion out and but like how do you account for what goes on then right that's what bergstein you'd have to reshoot it everything will fall apart we can't take it out like that's the core of the movie that's the whole that's the main conflict yeah like that's the whole reason that she 
you know, takes over for dancing and that's literally the conflict. That's literally the purpose. And by the time that they had said that, it was like so far into it, so she was like, There's well, no you, way. Yeah, you'd have to rewrite the script, you'd have to do you have to do a ton of reshoots. Yeah. But anyways, it went on to earn two hundred and fourteen million dollars at the box office. Dang. After they all were like, This is a flop. There's no way this is going for to the eighties, that's good. Okay. It had 12 wins and six nominations that it didn't go on to win. So 18 total? Wow. Yeah. And I'll just read some of, like, the bigger wins. So they did win the 1988 Oscar for Best Music Slash Original Song. Guess which song? Well, probably F at the Time of My Life. Yeah. And that was an original song written for the movie. Yeah, that's so, yeah, I know that. Everybody knows that. Okay, shut up. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? <laughs> I I assumed, I guessed, but like I don't know. I don't know these things. I don't know if it's actually written for the movie or not. Original soundtrack from the Western Motion Picture. And uh, then on the back, literally Love theme from Dirty Dancing. I've had the time of my life performed by Bill by Bill Medley and Jennifer Warren. They wrote it for okay, the movie. I've never read my record. Okay, it's on Spotify too. I honey. never read the details. Never. I just listen to the music. Or the credits of the movie even have that on there. Or you oh, know, they do. yeah. Or like everybody in history knows that that movie be that song became popular because of the movie. Well, I guess not everyone. So if I knew that before I watched the movie. If you didn't know. I'm you do now, because we're educating you. Okay, I was just not aware, right? I, okay. I mean, I, like, guessed, but, like, I'm, like, I don't know. I never looked it up for sure. Okay. And then they also were the 2008 winner for the TV Land Award movie dance sequence you reenacted in your living room. The same mm-hmm. I had a time in my life sequence. I mean, that is very iconic. It's in a lot of movies now, so. It is. Which, they actually didn't even choose the song, I've Had the Time of My Life. Like, they had it, right? But they didn't choose it for the last dance until the night before they filmed the dance. Because mm. they well, weren't sure which way they wanted to go yet. I mean, you'd be surprised, but actually for a lot of movies, like like in Bridgerton, for example, all the dance sequences that they dance to, they're not dancing to the songs that are playing in the episode. They, well, yeah, I know that. For a lot of movies and stuff, they'll choreograph a dance to one that's in similar tempo. And then later on in post-production, they add in a song. And choose one. Yeah, I mean, in, during the '80s, it would have been a little bit differently because post production would have been different than it is now. So they probably they probably didn't need to actually record with the song, you know, playing. Mm-hmm. But they probably, yeah, they would have been rehearsing with just one that would have been in similar tempo. So not surprising that they picked it the night before. Actually, they never rehearsed the last dance. They didn't. That was one of the fun facts. The what do you first mean? and only time what Jennifer you- Grey did the lift was in the scene for the last dance was okay, filming doing that. practicing the lift and practicing the dance is different no they didn't rehearse like the dance as a whole either what that's what it says what do you mean we'll get to that we'll get to that no you can't just say that and then not tell me so what do you mean let me flip to it <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> she's trying my patience with these damn papers i was gonna tell you that last well now you're telling me now because now you've piqued my interest okay. So, how are you finding anything in this packet? <laughs> like, I remember the order I put it in. Um, let me see. <laughs> this is such a wild episode. Oh my gosh. Okay. Just keep going. So, the final song was chosen the night before the cast and crew shot. We've just been over that, okay? 
And Gray, Jennifer Gray, talked about nailing the final lift in her 2022 memoir that she uh, wrote. Oh, yeah. And what she called it, Out of the Corner. And that's a really clever name. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Anyways, so she says... Um, she held off doing the infamous move until they filmed the climatic final dance scene. And she said, I only did it on the day I shot it. The actress revealed that she never rehearsed it, never done it since, and she never would practice the lift. She was too scared. Okay, but they literally have a whole scene of them in the water practicing a lift. That's different. That's in the water, and it's a way different. She never did it. And in the water, he's just, like, pushing her right up. Okay, but it's still practicing the lift, but whatever. Okay, I mean, technicalities. You know what I mean. They didn't okay, actually but that doesn't do say the that they didn't practice the dance, ground. though. There was somewhere else I read that, okay? You literally sent me a TikTok today for practicing the dance with the dance guy. Not practice Swayze, but with the choreographer. Okay, that portion. They did the same dance throughout the whole movie. I'm saying they didn't practice the end scene. Like, okay, like until, in its entirety? Yeah, until shooting it. Obviously, I mean, they pretty much do the same dance the whole movie. It's the same dance, right. I forgot okay? about that. <laughs> So that's all there. But they didn't, like, she didn't practice the lift on, like, ground in the movement of it. I mean, yeah. In its entirety. I don't think I'd want to do that. Lift is scary. Yeah, she also says. You literally um, could fall on your head and die. Okay, yeah. This is If your balance isn't good. Listen to this. Okay. (laughs) Okay, go for it. I would never practice the lift. I was too scared. The day you see me do it in the movies is the first time I do it. And she also said, I don't know how all these people who reenact it have the guts to throw themselves into the arms of anyone other than Patrick Swayze. I don't think I could <laughs> do it unless it was with Patrick Swayze, to be honest. I mean, Ryan Gosling did it pretty well in whatever that movie's called with Emma Stone. La La Land? No. They don't do it in La La Land. They don't do it in La La Land. They do it in... Oh. Crazy. Crazy for you? Something like that. Yeah. Anyways, Does that yeah. feel crazy for you? Crazy and I mean, I would do it with Luke Bracey, who did it with Emma, Emma in Holiday. Oh. Luke Bracey and Emma. He ends up dropping her. I guess. Doesn't well, because her top breaks open. Oh, yeah. And then she collapses <laughs> on him. It's not really his fault. He was holding her up. That's true. He's but, yeah, hot. Patrick Swayze would be the, ne- the, the, be the best one. Well, because he's got a dancer's body. He's literally built to lift dancers up like that. I mean, you know. Patrick Swayze. Yeah, so she also said, what you see between us in that scene was also real. Real gratitude, real respect, real care. If that's not love, what is? Since they were actually like, no, because, you know. It's just funny because they literally hated each other when they started filming. They do. They still did. Yeah. But... You know, they've bonded at this point a bit, and they just nailed Mainly the because scene. the age difference, he thought she was pretty immature. At least that's what the reports have said, that, like... Yeah. And I guess... So they had filmed previously a, a movie called Red Dawn together. Anyways, I guess it's they so didn't, hot. like, have a great time filming that movie. Anyways, what's your next fact? Well, we're still in the awards section. Oh, yeah. We'll see another award. They also were the 1989 winner of Most Performed Song from a Film for the BMI Film and TV Awards for She's Like the Wind. Which, recently, our dad told me that Patrick Swayze sang that song, because I didn't know. And he was like, hey, I was watching her dancing the other night with mom, and I don't even know what he says. He goes, but did you know that he sings one of the songs there? And I was like, you're joking. I'm like, because here's the thing. I literally have the album saved in my Spotify library, right? I'm like, I listened to this album a thousand times, Adam. I'm like, and I looked at the singers, I swear, on most of the songs. 
how have I never noticed? Mm-hmm. And I was like, which song? And he goes, um, he's like, I don't know the name of it. So I pull it up instantly. I open it up. I'm like, she's like the wind. I'm like, that song is so good. And it's such a like, sad part of the movie, too, because then he has yeah. to leave. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, my mind was blown. I was freaking out. I was so excited, though, because that song is so good. And I would not have guessed that was his voice, though, to be completely honest. Same. It really does. I was listening to it again today, and I'm mm-hmm. like, it doesn't sound like him. But, but sometimes people singing voices doesn't yeah. really sound like the talking voice that much. But Yeah, and he had, like, co-written it with... Wait, so that song won what word? Most performed song from a film. Oh, cool. So, yeah, he had co-written it, and they were, like, the producers at some point said oh we need like another song for mm-hmm. like this portion or just something else he was like i have a song and they like this it turned out perfectly and they felt like it was almost as if it was written just for that movie but yeah it fits in that sequence perfectly like yeah, seriously it it's perfect and then they also won the 1889 ascap film and television music awards for most performed songs for motion pictures for Hungry Eyes, mm. and they won the most performed songs for motion picture award for I've Had the Time of My Life as well. Yeah, I would say Hungry Eyes and I've Had the Time of My Life are probably the two most popular songs out of that movie. I would agree. because I've heard Hungry Eyes probably just as much as I've as I've heard the other one. In terms of, like, before I watched the movie. You know what I mean? Like, as far as, like, yeah, popularity. Because, I mean, like, if you tune into, like, an 80s radio station, they're playing. Yeah. Hungry Eyes is one of the ones that you hear a lot, I would say. So I would agree, for sure. That song is so good. I seriously could turn that up on repeat and just blast. It's yeah. such, a go- such a bop. So they also won the 1889 American Music Award for the soundtrack to the film. Favorite pop I mean, seriously, the soundtrack, like we were saying earlier, is, like, very iconic. A lot of yeah, very just like about it good songs, really. Yep. And we'll keep going. And it also was nominated for Golden Globe for like the best motion picture. Did it win that one or no? It didn't. It was just nominated. I did think it was cool that it got nominated, especially being like an indie film that they thought would be a total flop. I mean, I don't and think they it, anticipated, uh, clearly they didn't anticipate this movie to be a, a huge hit, but it. No. And then Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey were both nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Performance by Actors slash Actresses in Motion Pictures. Oh, well. Neither of them won that award, but they were both nominated, which is crazy. So after all that, and you know, they're like, this is going to be a flop and stuff. It also went on to become the first film to sell more than a million copies for, like, a home video. Wow. Yeah. Which is insane. That's a million VHS tapes right there. I know. Okay, what's your next one? Okay, so this is another one that I found very interesting because mm-hmm. the actress is iconic and is very well known now. I, at least I know her because she's from Gilmore Girls. Kelly Bishop. She's the mom oh yeah yeah she is very yeah i see she's very well known she's in a lot of stuff yeah so she's kelly bishop plays baby's mom in the movie Mm -hmm. but she wasn't originally casted to play baby's mom was she originally cast for somebody else in the movie yeah originally um an actress named lynn lipton was supposed to be the mom and she filmed like the first week she was on set I don't know what else she's been in. I didn't look up any of her stuff, but it did sound familiar. Anyways, she was there. And actually, if you watch the first clip or so of the movie, you know, right when they drive up 
not in the first scene where it's like in the summer of 1963 oh. but when they're like driving right into the thing and the bag boys are coming to help them mm-hmm. if you look you can see the hair is actually more blondish and that's actually lynn linden's hair because hmm. she was there for that and she got ill though that first week and couldn't continue filming so they were like well great now we need somebody you know and so they just were like well we already have kelly bishop hired on and she can step in do you know who she was originally playing yeah was it penny no no she's old to be able to play penny who the bungalow bunny really she was supposed to play what was that vivian that's her name vivian looking great vivian yeah friday (laughs) no it's it's broken up on friday friday Mm-hmm. I love that lady that was meant to play Vivian. She right. well, her rent was due. Yeah, she was just the assistant choreographer. Shut up for the movie. Yeah, I mean she can't move. I was I, right. no scenes and I'm with like, her dancing that Patrick. Makes she's so much sense because when she's dancing, yeah, but she stuff, she like, took over the screen though when she yeah. did that like her like, part. Crazy, you're not even an actress, or maybe she was an expiring actress. I don't I know. I mean, to be honest, most people who were in any sort of a performing capacity. They can kind of yeah. toss around or whatever. It's and she didn't that. have a ton of speaking parts or anything no. like that. But it's she more of, carries It's the more of like your sure. physical acting, which being a dancer, yeah. you would have more, you'd feel more natural yeah. doing things like that. And so, yeah, wow. Yeah, and went on to be a very iconic It makes more character. sense, too, because her and Patrick's physical chemistry during those dance scenes is very, is pretty strong, I would say. Mm-hmm. And so it makes sense, because I was, I... I never, I guess I never thought about it. I never thought, like, oh, wow, she must be a dancer. But, like, it makes sense. Because, like, yeah. she moves well with him on screen and in sync. Yeah, which would really make does. sense. Because and I've always thought, wow, she moves really well with him. Yeah. But, wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's interesting. supposed to be Kelly Bishop. And it's kind of funny because she's actually only eight years older than Patrick Swayze. Only eight? Yeah. Anyway, so about the soundtrack, it went on to hold the number one spot on the Billboard album chart. For four months after the movie came out. Wow. And it went on to sell, or like today, at the time I think it was, it had sold around 11 million copies, and now today it's at like 32 million Dang. copies of the soundtrack worldwide, and is one of the best selling movie soundtracks of all time. I 1000% agree with that. I have no, mm-hmm. no problems with that. That soundtrack is, I mean, we literally have the record and we listen to it all the time. We're definitely yeah, consumers of the great product me. that is that soundtrack. Yeah, so the people that they got to sing I've Had the Time of My Life, Medley and Warns, they were supposed to represent adult versions of Johnny and Baby. Mm-hmm. So they kind of, you know, try to emulate that. And they I mean, even I definitely would say when I listen to that song, it like in, sounds like in them. sync with the movie, it matches them perfectly. Like, it's just so amazing. It's, like, in my head, they are singing it, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's what it was supposed to be like. He was, like, Medley was supposed to be Swayze, and, um, Warren's was supposed to be, like, Gray. And they even, when they recorded the song together, they were together in studio. Whereas, you know how occasionally they'll record separate, but they recorded it together in studio, and they had the movie and that scene playing like in the studio so they could watch it and they like sing it to each other sing it to the movie to get like the whole feels of it no wonder it slaps so hard right well but like, if you think about the lyrics though like at least the opening lines with what medley's saying 
as mm-hmm. as uh, Johnny's character. Like it just like the the lyrics just are like it just makes sense. It's yeah. Like Perfect. I have the time of my life and I owe it all to you. Like he literally didn't think he deserved anybody's love until he met baby. Pretty much, mm-hmm. he thought of his has himself as just kind a of throwaway because worthless. women just yeah. thought of him as you know. They just use them. Yeah, and so oh, so I just love I love 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 that. That's kind of cool. And yeah, one of them said uh, when he raised her up in the air, I knew it had to be joyful, and that's why there's a real spirit enjoying the vocals. That's not fake. We were having a good time. Oh, cute. I'm like, that's so cute, which is kind of funny because Medley especially, there was, I didn't save all of this stuff, but he had done several interviews being like, yeah, I turned him down several times. Oh, really? It's like, it was some nobody it? movie with some random song that had three when, writers. When, I bet he said yes. Yeah, and he's like, the song had like three writers on it, which is normally Red Flag. His wife was going into labor soon. And he's like, I can't. And then the director, producer, whoever kept coming back to me he's like has your wife had the baby yet come on like we really need you on this and they had gotten warns to agree to they sing on for it because that was two yeah. on that song well and then that went on to be like this huge hit of i mean song. seriously who does not know that song yeah anyway so bergstein the writer mm-hmm. she picked swayze out for the role out of a deck of like photos of eyes because she wanted mm. hooded eyes and she saw his eyes and she goes those are the eyes i want isn't that crazy? And Dang. they're like, oh, yeah, and, like, he's a dancer, yada, yada, yada. He's He almost hot. turned the role down, though, because he had on his contract no dancing. Because he had a bad knee from, I think he said, like, a football injury and other dancing I feel like injuries. in the interview I watched, he mentioned something about not wanting to do more dancing movies. Yeah, he had some injuries mm-hmm. and stuff from dancing and But thank the Lord something. he did, because that movie is... Yeah. Which he uh. actually re-injured himself during filming, and I mean, they got... They had to like, delay a little bit. You know when they're on the log? Yeah. He fell. And I mean, that landed on his knee bad enough that he actually had to have fluid drained off of it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like any dancer could have told you that's a bad idea to begin yeah. with. But, I mean, you know. And then, uh, let's see. Gray was like, please, anybody but him, you know. And he heard that she didn't want him there, and so he offered to talk to her, and they, I guess, had, like, this half-hour conversation and worked it Only out. Only half-hour. That's what it said, about half That's an short. hour. And they came back out with their eyes red, and they were solidified as Johnny and Baby. I mean, they do have really good on-screen chemistry. As far as, I feel like the fact that they didn't get along actually makes their, like, not they're not necessarily enemies to lovers. Yeah, but they're but kind like of. kind of they're like they're not just like full on enemies. They're just like not friends at all. Yeah, you know what I mean? Not- and so like you have to have some opposition in the beginning, obviously. And so I feel like the fact that they probably had some a little bit of real influence coming in makes the emotions like more real feeling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, Kenny Ortega, the choreographer, choreographer, sorry. choreographer. How do you say that? Choreographer. choreographer. Yeah. Um, he said that their real life dynamic. He like used that to fuel. The Do you know what else Jenny Jenny Jen- Ortega has choreographed? High School Musical, and Descendants. Well, yeah, that's a good and like a ton of their stuff. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, he says that their on-screen dynamic helps fuel like their chemistry on screen. And he said sometimes it was a conflict, or I'm sorry, sometimes it was conflict, sometimes it was love. There was something there between the two of them that was unexplainable. They were human fireworks. Yeah. So. 
I feel like you can totally see that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just very apparent, and it does add a lot of, like, real energy and, like, emotions to the movie. I just think it's really cool. I feel like that's why their relationship in the movie, like, works, because it almost is symbolic to what they had in real life. It bled into the movie really well, too. I mean, you know, the one scene with, like, he's doing, like, the arm trail down, and she keeps giggling and stuff. Yeah, that was real. That was real. Like, they just... His frustration was real with her. director just liked to keep cameras rolling he's like if you go off screen great whatever like you can do whatever and so they just love when directors do that takes and takes and takes and so his frustration and annoyance face in there like that's all so real Mm -hmm. and it fits the movie so well 1000 percent, yeah and then you already know this but i figured we'd just share it anyways because you know okay but the famous love is strange scene oh yeah obviously that was not part of the script and it was just footage of them messing around they were warming up and Mm -hmm. getting ready to film and the cameras were rolling and they loved it which is so crazy because that is seriously like our favorite scene i know and it's also one of the most iconic scenes their their chemistry though it just speaks for itself in that instance because like that's the that's the messing around warming up I'm like, what was the scene supposed to be? That's what I want to know. I'm, I'm like, like, what was what, the scene supposed to be? be? Was it supposed to be like that, but like a little different, or was that just them having fun warming up for like a completely different different up. scene? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that scene is so adorable. It's one of my favorite scenes. Oh my gosh! Like her, there's their their physical chemistry and yeah. like comedy mm-hmm. is so good. Also, her outfit in that scene is iconic. It is. Bermuda great. jean shorts with the tied white button up it's just so adorable so also the dance that patrick swayze and jennifer gray do during like the love scene you know when she goes to see him after that oh dance to the cry to me by that burke guy i can't remember tom i think it's tom burke oh no that's my favorite song though the album that was the same dance that they did for screen test and it was also not supposed to be in the film originally oh my gosh really yeah that dance is so good and that scene was supposed to be longer. What? Yeah. Where is the cut footage? Originally, the Cry to Me love scene was supposed to be longer and featured She's Like the Wind. Oh. And That doesn't fit for that scene. That song isn't know, sexy like, enough. To be honest, Cry to well, Me is more like sexy be Cry to me beat. And then She's Like the Wind or just She's Like the Wind. I'm not mm. sure. But the scene was cut and replaced by Johnny and Baby making love. That's how oh, that just, went. That scene, though, was just so... I don't know what it's, it is, but that song paired with the dance they do is just so, like... It's very sexy. Sexy, but also just, like, very, like, sweet, though, at the same time. Because, like, yeah, it's very you can beautiful. feel their, like, affection for very each other. Intimate. Yeah, very intimate. And, like, very I feel romantic. like... Mm-hmm. I love, like, the little, like... You can feel their, like, yeah. care for I would another. say it's probably one of my favorite love scenes. That's, like, fade to black type of thing. Yeah. yeah. The extended version of that scene, though, was featured in the deleted scenes on the 2007 20th anniversary special edition DVD release. Where can we find this? That's what I want to know. Somebody find me this on eBay. Send me or, or if you have a copy. I, I need like, to see this. I'm sure you could find this scene now on YouTube somewhere, too. Maybe. maybe. I knew you were going to freak out about that. My mental that health. That's one of your favorite scenes. It's spiraling right now. And I'm like, there's more footage of it out there. Somewhere. Like, how much more? It was supposed to be longer. That's all I know. And What else sure. is there? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, 
This is something else I found interesting. You might have seen this before if you've watched some of Patrick Swayze's interviews. But he actually did not like the iconic line, nobody puts baby in a corner. Yeah. He hated that line. It wasn't until he, like, came, like, to the realization of, like, the meaning behind it and, like, hyped himself up to it that he was able to, like, deliver it and then was like, okay, fine, it works in the movie. Mm -hmm. But he wanted it out of the movie. He was like, I will do anything to get this cut, pretty much. Well, Which is interesting because that's very I mean, iconic. To be fair, like, to give him some credit, the fact that they did name her baby is kind of weird in and of itself. And then for him to have to say, nobody puts baby in a corner. I mean, it is kind of a weird line if you think about it. Like, out it of context. So, I mean, to give him some credit, the line is a little weird out of context. Yeah, it is a little weird. I feel like it only makes sense when you're watching the movie, to be completely honest. And, like, you've seen the movie, like, you know what's going on. Even then, I'd heard the quote before. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was from Dirty Dancing. And when I was watching the movie for the first time... And he I remember you telling me this into the room and he goes, nobody puts baby in a corner. I screamed the first time I watched it. I was like, this is what that's from. But anyways, oh, I thought that was really interesting. And that quote was actually voted number 99 on a list of 100 for the American Film Institute of the top movie quotes. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, to end it off, Swayze was offered six million dollars to film a sequel. And reprise his role as Johnny. Six million? Yeah. But he said no, because he doesn't like sequels. Some people don't even get that nowadays for an, a role. I know. Isn't that insane? But it it was such a huge breakout movie of the time that they were like... Six million. That's what all the numbers said, yeah. Wow. I I'm know. actually speechless. And you have heard they're making a sequel now. I know, but he won't be in it. Yeah. Yeah, she'll be in it. She'll still play the character Baby. What is going to happen in the sequel, though? Supposedly, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly. <laughs> and apparently, <laughs> I've never been on live television before. Supposedly, uh, Allie doesn't know what the heck's going on. <laughs> no, so I read, like, I was, like, deep diving into the crevices of the internet today. And something I came across was, like, do Baby and Johnny stay together, and what happens to them after they dance? Kind of doubt they stay together. Completely honest. That they split sometime in the future. So well, they were not, they weren't going to be forever. Let's be no. honest. They were a summer fling. They don't have what it takes to make it last. So we're doing it. We, we're doing make her be with some rando. I have no idea what the plan is. Neil. To- <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Her and Neil Kellerman got married, and now she oh runs the resort gosh. with him, even though he's a weasel and a little idiot. But yeah, it was supposed to come out this next Valentine's Day. Really? It's actually, yeah, it's actually been pushed though. To They've already filmed it. Two thousand and twenty-five. I don't think so. Oh, but it's been pushed to twenty twenty-five. Then they probably haven't filmed it because there's no way they could. Hmm. Now, welcome to a very special sequence of the show called me testing emily on dirty dancing quotes (laughs) yeah so i found 60 quotes 60 (laughs) 60 we've been already in here for an hour and i want to go to bed it's 9 50 60 we don't have to do every single one just that's the list i found six zero oh my god yeah 60 plus (laughs) plus I don't know if there's a plus sign, actually, to be honest. Well, let's okay. get going. Rapid fire. Yeah, we'll do rapid fire. I'll stick to the shorter ones first, and then if we feel like throwing in some more. Also, let's preface I have not seen the movie in a little bit, so we'll see how much my memory holds up. Instead of being like, you quote it to me, yeah. I'm going to start reading the quote, and 
either jump in and finish it or, or tell you, me who's tell or you tell me it. yeah jump in and finish it if you can and then tell me who said it okay so to start us off easy that was the summer of 1963 you want me to keep going <laughs> well, at least say oh, the well, next line baby says that but let's see this is 1963 um she doesn't say that we're never pretty call me baby and didn't occur to me to mind yeah is it the next part yeah okay okay next one okay Where's my beige iridescent lipstick? Lisa says that. Yep, but last week, I took a girl from Jamie, the lifeguard, and he said to her, right in front of me, what does he have that I don't? And, and she s- said... Three hotels. Two hotels. Oh, is it two? Dang yeah. it. <laughs> this is really testing. Neil you know, says that. Yep, Neil. To baby when they're out on the, the dock by the water. We're supposed to do the show in two days. You won't show me the list. I'm not sure of the turns. I'm doing all this to save your ass when I, what I really want to do is drop, drop you on it. Let's get out of here. Yeah, it's baby, baby and uh, and Johnny. Do you know what scene. he says right before that? Before she says that? Yeah. I record in my head. Let's see. Turn, turn, turn. And whoop out. Uh, and what does he oh. say? Oh. Do you want me to just My brain's you? really tired. Yeah, what does he say? Like I know what he says, but like something You're about. You're trying to like, kill me? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I think she gets this from me. Is that her mom? Yeah. Right at Marge. the end when she's dancing. I want you girls to know, if it were not for this man here. I'd be standing here dead. Yeah. And That's um, name? Kellerman. I forgot his Max. first name. Max. Max. You just put your pickle on everybody's plate, college boy, and leave the hard stuff to me. Mm, Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> to yeah. Robbie. I carried. I carried a watermelon. Baby. Mm-hmm. Go back to your playpen, baby. Let me to finish it? It's Penny. Well, I don't know what comes after. Okay. I, I don't know if you're wanting me to finish it or wanting me to say <laughs> who it is. I just expect you to jump in if you know it. Oh, well, I don't know what you're... <laughs> st- I don't know. Okay. It's Penny, though. It's fine. You can just say it. But she, right before that, she goes, Baby, is that your name, baby? Baby? Go back to your playpen, baby. I love Penny. Fight hard, huh? I don't see you fighting so hard, baby. I don't see you running up to Daddy telling him I'm your We're guy. Done. Uh, it's Johnny. Yeah. Oh, come on. You don't care about me. You wouldn't care if I humped the entire army as long as they were on the right <laughs> side of the Ho Chi Minh Trail. <laughs> That's Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> so I did it for nothing. I hurt my family. You lost your job anyway. I uh, did it for nothing. nothing. Baby. Yeah. No, not for nothing, baby. Nobody has ever done anything, anything like, like that for me before. before. <laughs> you were right, Johnny. You can't win no matter what you do. You listen to me. <laughs> I don't want to hear that from you. <laughs> you can I used to think so. Okay, your your <laughs> acting right now is giving me Trina Vega from Victorious 1000%. I have no <laughs> acting skills, okay? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, come on, ladies. God wouldn't have given you maracas if you weren't right, meant to shake up. It's funny. That's Allie's favorite line. I love that line. That line is so funny. You know, I finally met a girl exactly like my mother. Dresses like her, acts, acts like, like her. her talks so I brought her home. My, my father doesn't, doesn't like her. Like her. <laughs> 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 He's laughing. <laughs> That's that magician guy or yeah. entertainer. Or His name's Stan, apparently. Oh. Look at all this leftover food. Are there still starving children in Europe? Try Southeast Asia, Ma. Mm-hmm. It's baby and her mom. Yep. God, I'm so sick of this rain. Remind me to never take my honeymoon at Niagara Falls. So you get married in Acapulco. <laughs> yep. That's the line. Yeah. Lisa and the mom, Marge. You'd think they were a couple, wouldn't you? Oh, that is... Oh, what's his name? I forgot about him. It's Johnny's cousin. Uh, it um, just says Billy. Billy, yeah. Do you think if we came back for our 10th anniversary, it'd be free? 
Lisa mm-hmm. talking about her and Robbie. My God, it's Cleopatra. I feel like such an ass. <laughs> Stan! Yeah. Now that I know his name. <laughs> it's his first real vacation in six years, Max. Take, Take it, it easy. easy, Marge. I have to say it. I'm known as the catch of the county. Is that Neil? Yeah. I didn't blow a summer hauling toast bagels just to bail some little chicks who's probably bald every guy in the place. Robbie. Yeah, freaking Robbie. Johnny, what are you doing? Penny. Don't worry about Max. I'll tell him your grandmother your grandmother died or something. She's like, how many times have you told me never to get mixed up with them? I know what I'm doing, Penny. <laughs> you listen to me. You gotta stop it now. That's the way <laughs> she says it. Yeah, so, so dramatic. Yeah. So dramatic. Let me see. I think that's pretty much all the random ones that you wouldn't just like get right off the bat. I got all those right off the bat. What are you talking about? (laughs) 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 But yeah, so that was a very real look into our obsession of Dirty Dance. Yep. Uh, Just a glimpse of how much we have our fixate on things. Yeah. That, I think, is a prime example. Yeah. Movies are just fascinating. There's just so much to talk about. I mean, a lot goes into making a movie, so. Yeah. It's cool to know, like, the the behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm -hmm. And and then, like, also what happened after the movie came out and, like, that took a hand in its popularity and things like that. So, if you haven't seen it, hard, hard, hard recommend. Soundtrack is amazing. Turn that crap on repeat all the time. I mean, yeah. So, there's one of our favorites. We're going to probably de- deep dive into some more of our favorite movies, obviously. Mm-hmm. But that was our first... I think that was our first one doing just a single movie, deep diving yeah. into it. So, Which it feels right, that being dirty dancing, because it was one of the ones that... So we fixated on yeah. together, so. Oh, yeah, that we fixated on together and kind of solidified the idea of doing this podcast in my mind. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, thanks for joining us. Um, tune in always on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, we've got an Instagram and a TikTok. Everything's at the therapy. And we post every Tuesday. Yep. And if you have any questions, comments for us, either DM us, leave them down below on YouTube, anything like that. Um any recommendations we're always taking recommendations yep things like that so yeah we'll see you next time see you next time